going on, Fourth and Inches Podcast listeners? You got Kevin Stevie P coming at you today. What's going on, Stevie P? What's going on, Kev? We're doing mock drafts. Yep, it's mock draft edition today. Um, in between our divisional breakdown, so uh, we got a little bit of time before the draft starts. Uh, so let's remind you to check out the website www.fourthandinchesff.com. As www.the4 thnincheseff.com for a bunch of content. You got articles, blogs, player profiles. Uh, you can subscribe to our draft guide, which is. You know, it features the decision maker, which is a tiered out guideline for three different drafting styles. And um, we, of course, we have the cheat codes, which is a visual breakdown of every team's stats from last year. It is a great tool to use to prepare for your drafts and it is the same tool we use to give you the information uh, that we give you on the podcast. So check all that out. Um, you can also find us on the Fantasy Life app and uh, we have also partnered with FantasyGo.com which uh, Steve talked to you about last podcast. It's basically a situation where you can go on there. You can pick your analyst that you uh, would like to set your lineup for you. And, you know, they will lead you to a championship. So uh, look on there and you can, you know, pick me. You can pick Stevie P. You can pick Dan. Um, You know, we'll all be on there uh, giving out advice. So, you know, check that out as well. And you may have heard in the background, but that is our draft starting. So here we go. We are at the fifth pick. The first picks were the typical four, I believe. Yes. Uh, it was. Barkley went one. Zeke went two. I took Kamara at three. All right. And McCaffrey went four. So we are now at the fifth pick. Yeah, it's... it's it seems like it's going like that in every single draft that it's just those four guys. I don't see any deviation from that. I think the only thing I've seen is David Johnson. I think it was yesterday. I saw him go at two, which okay. was like, Oh shit. Like, you know what I mean? But other than that, it's basically been the same four guys every, you know, since, you know, we've been doing mock drafts since what end of May. So it is, it's definitely, it's definitely going down. These four guys are coming off the board quick. Yep. Um, so the next three picks were Devontae Adams at five, I believe. Yep. And David Johnson at six. It was Melvin Gordon at seven. Uh, who went eight? Uh, it is. No, actually, let me let me go back. So Zeke went one. Zeke, then Barkley, then Kamara, then Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Adams, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon, Michael Thomas, Todd Gurley. And that puts me up at the 10th pick. Sitting there is DeAndre Hopkins, undoubtedly going to be my pick here. I've talked to you about not liking the running backs as much as we get into the later part of the first round. And so DeAndre Hopkins is sitting there. That's who I'm going to take. Yeah, Alex says... uh, Quite a drop off after the big four and Melvin. I guess he didn't hear that Melvin is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Melvin <laughs> might miss the. Uh, the first. Yeah, he might miss the whole fucking season yeah, the way he he's talking. Know. My so, man is like, I'm 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 on the Le'Veon Bell train. Odell Beckham went at went at eleven. Uh, Le'Veon Bell went at twelve. Uh, 
first pick on the wraparound was Julio, and then the last pick, uh, pick two in round two was Travis Kelsey. That brings me up. And here's a situation where I have James Conner sitting there. I have Chip, uh, Joe Mixon sitting there. Dalvin Cook sitting there. The running backs. Um, I've talked about how I like going wide receiver, wide receiver. Not as much in PPR leagues because I think you can find wide receiver value late in PPR. But I love drafting Tyreek Hill in this early second round here. So I'm going to – I'm going to uh, – Team up DeAndre Hopkins and Tyreek Hill in this wide receiver, wide receiver. You could possibly start. have the number one and the number two wide receiver in fantasy football. If you remember last year, Tyreek Hill in most formats finished number one. Uh, you know, followed by Devontae Adams in most formats. But you know, it's that could be one and two this year, definitely. Yeah. So why don't you read them off, Steve? I think you have. Do you have a, you have the grid there or yeah, something? Yeah, I have. Yeah, the grid. I don't so have the grid. I'm using my phone. So Kelsey at two at uh, two two, tra- uh, Tyreek Hill at two three, James Conner at two four, two five was Delvin Cooks, two six was Antonio Brown, two seven was Mike Evans. Antonio Brown going before Mike Evans, I'm starting to think is probably not the way I would do it. Me either, and I've been thinking that for a while now. Me either. Um, I'm I'm. I, I think like I've talked about Mike Evans, I think in our wide receiver podcast, I think he is that guy in the second round. He has a chance to be, be a number one overall receiver in yeah. this offense with Bruce Arians. If Jameis Winston can put it together, I think Mike Evans is a beast. Yeah, it is definitely a steal. And I'm on the clock and I normally right now I would be like super ecstatic uh, that Joe Mixon is here for me. But as we heard today, uh, A.J. Green has a tweaked ankle. We don't know how long he's going to be out. They're going to do an MRI and try to figure out how, how extensive that injury is. They are saying that it's an ankle sprain, lower ankle sprain. So, but an ankle sprain, we still got six weeks before the season starts. I am going to take Joe Mixon here because I think people are overreacting uh, to the news of A.J. Green. I may regret that later. All right. So, pick the next pick was after Joe Mixon was Leonard Fournette. Uh, Fournette goes, and now we're on the last pick of round two. Pretty quick first couple rounds, I'll say. I don't think they've gone this quick for me. <laughs> yeah, people are actually here doing it. That's why. Yeah. Well, usually it's, it's actually opposite. I mean, people just – at least these people seem like they know what they're doing. Exactly. <laughs> you get they a couple auto-drafters in there, and, and that thing's just flying. So Exactly. See, that's the thing with these mock drafts. I, and I've noticed that on ESPN more than any of the other sites. I think it's because ESPN is the most popular one. People will leave, like, in round six. Me and Kev were just talking about this. People will, like, do up to round six and just be out. And uh-huh. that makes absolutely no sense to me because, you know, when I'm doing a mock draft, I want to see what guys are going later. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like this guy, uh, what is this? Pick 26. So that's uh, the second guy in the draft is auto-picking already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like. So he, I uh, believe it went Devontae Freeman. I'm sorry, Kev. Uh, real quick, guys. Zachers fell to me at the third round. I and I am taking him. Okay. Who were the, pick- the three picks before Ertz there? So it was... 
The last Devontae, pick. It was Leonard Fournette after me taking Joe Mixon, Devontae Freeman, and then T.Y. Hilton, Amari Cooper, and I took Zach Ertz. Yeah, that is extremely high for Amari Cooper to me, man. You know what? People are so hell-bent set on having the Cowboys this year. Yeah. I've noticed that in drafts. Like, you know what I mean? They want they want Zeke. They want they want uh, Amari. And I can understand Zeke. I mean, Zeke is a beast. But also, I would not think that Zeke would go one. Not in a PPR league, but. And, and you don't know if he's playing. We don't even know if he's going to sit out. We have no That's idea. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know, he, he is another holdout. Um, there's quite a few of them that are, you know, big names. You got Michael Thomas out there. He's holding out right now. You know, a couple big names out there are holding out. We'll definitely talk about those guys when we're done our divisional breakdowns. We'll get into that a little bit. But, uh, yeah. Kev, so, did you happen to notice that Josh Jacobs went before Nick Chubb, Marlon Mack, Adam Thielen, and Aaron Jones? I did not. That is interesting. So, at pick 3-3 three, three was me with Zach Ertz. The very next pick at 3-4 was... Josh Jacobs, which uh, I think that's a little high. Okay, why don't you read the order after that before I... Uh... Okay, so after that, Marlon Mack at 3-6, Adam Thielen at 3-7, Aaron Jones at 3-8, and uh, George Kittle at 3-9. Yeah, I was going to go Kittle if he fell to me. He did not. I have wide receiver, wide receiver. Um, I really... I've I've done my fair share of going zero RB in mock drafts, and I was not going to do it. Um, but I'm sitting here in a PPR league at pick 10 in round three with Julian Edelman at the top. And if I can sit there and have Edelman, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, that's a hell of a receiving core. So I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, I do like carry on there. If you guys heard, Theo Riddick was cut today i think that that's going to open up a lot of opportunity for carry on johnson in the passing game but hopefully he makes it back to me here in round in round four um the pick followed by me took derrick henry uh if you listen to our last podcast we we had a nice little debate on him we battled it the we fuck battled out. it we battled it out and it's it's a season long battle, I believe me, because we are going to be watching his his touches. Me and Steve even got into it. Touches. Me and Steve got into it earlier today a little bit about Derrick Henry. So we can't touch Derrick Henry without arguing about that one. Yeah. All right. So round three, pick twelve, was Stefan Diggs, and now we are wrapped around on the fourth round. Pick one is up. Yeah, Stefan. He Diggs took Brandon at Cooks. Well, I really like that pick. I, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm high on Derrick Henry. You guys heard all that, but I'm not taking Derrick Henry over Stefan Diggs in a PPR league. That's just, that's just not happening. Yeah. So the pick, Brandon Cook, he, he followed the Stefan Diggs pick with Brandon Cooks. Um, Damian Williams went in three, two or four, two. This is ESPN just not updating their ranking. So don't expect that to happen. Uh, we talked. I think I talked about that with, with you guys the other day. Like for some he'll be reason, a second round pick. He's going to be a second round pick. Um, so here it is. I'm up now at round four, pick three. Um, and like I said, I'm going to take carry on. So, so much for zero RB. I get my first my my RB one in the fourth round. And he has a lot of upside with 
you know, with being now the pass catching back, we know that because C.J. Anderson has never been a pass catcher. He's not a guy that, you know, you have to worry about stealing targets from Carrion. You know Carrion's probably going to get at least 200, 225 carries this season. And if he gets 60, you know, receptions, if he can stay healthy all 16 games, he definitely has top 10 upside. And, you know, I, I love Carrion. Yeah, once I saw that news about Theo Riddick, man, my, my – the hard eyes emoji went on carry on for me. Uh, you know, that was the only, it's the only issue that I think we've all been battling is how the lions will use carry on and one less running back in that stable kind of for us is a good sign. So yeah, David Montgomery goes, it's okay. So it goes carry on Johnson to Kev, then Cooper cup, David Montgomery and Robert Woods. Cooper Cup, somebody likes Cooper Cup as much as I do because I have not really seen other people taking him in the fourth round. So, yeah. You know, he goes before Robert Woods, which is the way I have it ranked, but it is what it is. Chris Carson in a PPR with the guys that are available. I don't know if I'm doing that, but. Um, yeah, you got you know. James White sitting there, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram. Um, I actually like Chris Carson regardless, so I, I'm not – I don't think that early in the fourth round I would take him, but, I mean. Yeah, I'm definitely not taking him by the PBR over James White. That's just not happening. That's yeah, probably, pro- yeah, biggest, probably not, yeah, yeah, probably not happening for me either. I'll give you that one. I, I, James White's going to be my pick in the PPR league. Now we have my man Curtis on the clock. And he is the clock. guy that Pat goes Mahomes. with Pat. He takes Patrick Mahomes – and the I'm next not mad pick, at him at 48 though. That's, nah, you know, that's that's later than he's been going. Yeah. So now Steve is on the clock. The pick after Patrick Mahomes was AJ Green. Um, Steve takes James White. He just talked about you know liking James White here. Uh, Al- flex. Alshon Jeffrey went after James White, and so now we are on the last pick of the fourth round, and we are going to wrap it around with two picks with this guy. So let's see what he does here. Okay, so my just talking about strategy here, this is kind of what I was thinking with that pick because if you look at the wide receiver, I mean the running backs that were available still is Sony Michelle, which you guys all know I'm not a big Sony guy. You got Philip Lindsay, which I like, but I'm not taking him over James White. You got Mark Ingram, which I really really like, but you know in a PPR I'm going to take you know White over him. But then when you look at the wide receivers, and this is kind of what I was thinking. I have Kenny Galladay sitting there, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Sammy Watkins, Tyler Boyd, DJ Moore. These are all guys that I'm 100% comfortable with, uh, you know, taking. And I know one of them is coming back to me because I'm the third pick. So it's going to come back around. Andrew Luck goes in the last fourth, the round. fourth round. That's that's really early. Yeah, that's earlier than I'm seeing. I normally see him going late, late fifth. But he's, I mean, I, you know, maybe he just wanted Luck that bad. Um, he's up again in the fifth. Maybe he just wanted to use one of these picks. He knew he was going to take Andrew Luck because he knew he figured he wasn't going to wrap around to him in round six. That's a that's a long way. It's like twenty three picks later. So I feel like he took him just because he has T Y Hilton. That's he, a possibility yeah, too. He wanted that combo maybe, but to me that's not a combo that I'm targeting. I guess I'm not. That's not like one that I'm like. Oh, I have to have the Andrew Luck T Y Hilton. You know what I mean? Nah. So Tyler Boyd goes. So he takes Andrew Luck, Tyler Boyd back to back. Kenny Galladay goes, which I was fucking really mad about because if I would have gotten Kenny Galladay there in woo, the fifth round of pick three, that's that's happy. really good, really good value. Yeah, I would have been really happy. So now uh, I'm just gonna go for 
the guy that I was talking about the other day that I'm super high on that I think has top 10 upside, and it's going to be Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Lockett. I mean, not Tyler Lockett. Um, I talked about Tyler Lockett the other day to you guys, so, you know, it should be fresh in your minds. But, you know, Tyler Lockett, I, I, like I said, he is the number one target on that team now. I think he is going to be used in the slot, which we all know how good those slot receivers can be for, you know, for uh, Russell Wilson. So I think uh, I'm very happy with having Tyler Lockett as my number one. And there are some really good wide receivers still left that I'm going to be happy with taking. Yeah, I think followed by uh, Tyler Lockett was Sony uh, Michelle. Michelle, then Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram and Evan, Evan Ingram. Ingram that Ingram pissed me off right there. I tell you that, because that was my that was going to be one of my. I may have given him a chance to wrap around. Philip Lindsay goes two picks before me. I was hoping he fell to me. He, I didn't think he was going to because he was the top guy on the uh, list here. But I, I See, was hoping. <laughs> and this is what we were talking about the other day, Kevin. When we were talking about the Broncos, if you remember, I was saying I did not like Lindsay, not because I don't think Lindsay's good. I just don't like him going in the fourth round. This going in this late in the fifth round is, I think, really good value for Lindsey. I like him. I like him in the late fifth round, early sixth round. And if you can get him there, I feel like that's a much better, that's a much better pick than having to take him mid fourth round, where he was his ADP has been saying that he's going. All right. So, uh, after Ingram, was it Ridley? Yes, it was uh, Ridley. It was uh, no, it was Ingram, Philip Lindsay. Oh, Philip Lindsay, and then Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley has a little bit of a hamstring issue, so uh, you got to monitor that. His 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 stock may drop as this as this uh, you know as the as the training camp and preseason goes on. If he he's not getting right, so watch watch Calvin Ridley. Um, he might be a good pick if he drops into the sixth round, you know, late sixth, with this hamstring. It's all about value, guys. It's all about value, you know. Guys like guys like Ridley last year, he had a had a pretty good season, scored a lot of touchdowns. Could be hard for him to, you know, duplicate that, but it's better if if you're taking that shot in the 6th round as opposed to the 5th, looks a little bit better. Um so here I am, round 5 pick 10. You got some good players on there. There's some good players. I don't need a wide receiver and Chris Godwin, Sammy Watkins, DJ Moore are all there. The next two running backs up are Kenyon Drake, Tariq Cohen. Um, I think getting Kenyon Drake in the late fifth round is excellent value because barring what you may have heard, I do think that Kenyon Drake is going to get probably more work than Kalen Balazs. Um, I think they're just giving Balazs a little bit of a test run, but... I'm going to take Kenyon Drake here, and I think I said the other day, like this is the perfect handcuff situation, and I'm going to be looking to take Kalen Balaz later in the draft. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, Kenyon Drake, you know he's the pass catcher on that team, or is this, this is a PPR draft, so you know you have to be thinking about that. Yeah, you know he's the pass catcher. Kalen Balaz has never been a pass catcher, not even in college. He's never been a guy that – you know, has 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 hands really at all. So you know, you know, Kenyon Drake has a that floor of you know whatever sixty seventy five between sixty and seventy five catches I would say, and in a PPR league, knowing that he is going to get rushing work also, 
even if he is, you know, even if they split the carries even 50-50. You know what I mean? If it's, if let's say there's 350 touches, you know, rushes in this, you know, in that scenario, you, you know Kenyon Drake is getting at least, you know, 100, 100, 150, I would say, carries. Plus, you know, anywhere from 60 to 70 receptions. He's going to be good. Yep. And so the pick followed by me was Chris Godwin, followed by Hunter Henry, which I loved because I was hoping O.J. Howard fell to me, and he did. So that's who's going to be my pick here. But uh, Hunter Henry was followed by Aaron Rodgers. And uh, pick Tariq two Cohen. in round six was Tariq Cohen. So I'm going to here select O.J. Howard. So now I have six three. That's great. Carryon Johnson, Kenyon Drake, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Julian Edelman, and OJ Howard is my tight end. I love that start to my team. Yeah, that's a good start. I like that team. All right. So while some of these picks are starting to go off, I'm going to read you some teams. We got Andrew Luck, Ezekiel Elliott, Devontae Freeman, T.Y. Hilton, and Tyler Boyd. That's Team Steel. I actually really like that team. I'm not huge on TY and PPR, but I we'll talk we'll get into Tyler Boyd a little bit um on Monday and that's the last division we'll break down, so I don't want to get into him too much, but I think he's good have up for a big season. I've talked about how much I love Devontae and Zeke is just Zeke. Yeah, Zeke's a beast. Then you got Team Cigars and they have Barkley Fournette, Mari Cooper, Alshon Jeffrey, Kenny Galladay. I like that team. Uh, we talked about Fournette the other day. If if he stays healthy and he gets you know anywhere from 250 to 300 touches, kind of where I'm estimating him at, he's going to be very good. And that's two dominant running backs. Uh, Amari Cooper, I don't you know, I think he went a little early. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, he I think he's you know a good two three guy. And uh, Kenny Galladay, I definitely think, is a wide receiver, too, which was funny because he actually took Alshon Jeffrey first and then took Kenny Galladay. But, you know, that is what it is. <laughs> uh, the next team is me, Team Mario. And then we got Amari Cooper, Joe Mixon, Tyler Lockett, Zach Ertz, and James White. Uh, so far, I'm liking my team. Uh, I am actually going wide receiver again, and it is on me. So, looking at the wide receivers, we talked about Robbie Anderson. He's got a terrible schedule in the beginning of the season. He, you know, we got Allen Robinson, we got Mike Williams, we got Will Fuller. I think I can come back and get Will Fuller. I am going to take Christian Kirk here. You know, we talked about how high we are both on Christian Kirk, and I think this is going to be the beginning of his breakout season. So, I am going to take him and be happy with him as my number two wide receiver. Yeah, we both love Kirk. I mean, in this offense, if they're if they uh, the, the Cardinals players had just have a ton of upside based on their draft position because if that offense clicks the way, you know, I, I mean, I've heard I've heard a few different people comparing just comparing the situation of uh Cliff Kingsbury and his air raid offense to what Chip Kelly was doing and Chip Kelly's offense in the first couple of years was beastly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Nick Foles was 27 and 2, you know? Like Yo, <laughs> I was watching something the other day is actually just reminded me of it. So the Eagles were playing the Bears, right? When uh -huh. Chip Kelly was there. It, the Eagles smashed them. It was okay. like 52 to like 14 or something. Okay. 
and we did put up a couple fifty burgers in the yeah, chip era. It was like fifty two to fourteen or something ridiculous, right? And who was it talking? It was it is my pick, guys. So I'm gonna take my pick and then I'll finish the story. Um, I told you guys when it I came back to me if Will Fuller was still there, I am going to take Will oh, okay. Fuller. So bang that there it goes, and he is there. So Will Fuller is my pick because he has extreme upside. So um, I can't remember. It was two defenders on the Bears talking, and the dude says to him, he's like, he's like, yo, these motherfuckers are boat racing us. And the other the other defensive back goes over to him and says, bro, I ain't running no more. He's like, these motherfuckers have me running crazy. I'm not running no <laughs> They literally were talking about giving up at the end of the game because they were so tired uh, I mean, chasing around this team. And he was like, he, the dude was saying how it was, it was uh, I'm trying to remember what, what cornerback it was. It was a cornerback on that team, and I can't remember who it was. But he was like, he was like, at the end of that game, when we went into the locker room. He's like, coach didn't even yell at us. He just looked at us and went, Fuck it, guys. We're going in next week. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, when you have situations like that, when you have an offense that is just moving that quickly and you just get boat raced like that, I mean, you're tired. It is what it is. They they just let that go. Come on, you bastard. Don't pick nobody. Don't pick them. (laughs) So, I'm going to go over the picks after my Christian Kirk pick. So, it was Allen Robinson, Mike Williams, and then somebody did a line of crack right quick and took Kareem Hunt 7-1. Then uh, Darius Geis went 7-2. Will Fuller went to me. Robbie Anderson went it right after that. Jared Cook. Then Dante Pettis. I like that a lot. Uh, Miles Sanders at 7-7 is really good value. I love that. Rashad Penny went right after him. So now we are at 7-9. Pick right before Kev. And Kev has his eye on somebody. You know who I have my eye on. You should already know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me guess. Let me guess. It's not a running back. Oh, it is a running it back. It is a Tevin running back. Coleman. Yeah, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman's sitting there in the seventh round. If I get Tevin Coleman at 7-10, oh, my God. <laughs> and he is sitting there for me at he 7-10 because D.D. Westbrook gets picked. I love D.D. Westbrook this year. We, we've talked about Didi a little bit in the last podcast, and more news has come out about Didi looking outstanding in camp. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, in on, I'm in on Didi Westbrook. He, the hype train must be real because he just dropped up. He hyped, hopped up about three, two, three rounds with this. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to pick Tevin Coleman. I am ecstatic with getting Tevin Coleman in the seventh round. We kind of talked about, uh, about Didi uh, the other day on the podcast. Uh, yesterday, Didi is you know, and I kind of said my piece about Didi with a better quarterback. Uh, you know, the dude had a hundred targets last week, last year. With with a better quarterback, the dude could be a top twenty four guy, definitely, like no doubt. And he was going in round ten before, so now he's going in round seven. So you know, people are are starting to you know drink that Kool Aid. I feel like people are listening to us, man, because <laughs> Kiki QT just went right after I took Kevin Coleman in the seventh round. That is incredibly early for Kiki. I don't know if I'm taking Kiki that early, but if you if you think he's going to break out, go ahead. Um, damn. So Ronald Jones uh, went after Kiki, then Jarek McKinnon. I'm a little pissed off about the Jarek McKinnon pick. I don't know if I would take him in the eighth round, but uh, then Nikhil Harry went. Right before me, so I am on the clock here, 
And another guy that I love is sitting there, Marvin Jones. I talked about, you know, his upside and how I feel about him this year. I think he got a bad rap because of his injury last year. And previous to that, he was a number one wide receiver in, you know, two years ago. So I think he bounces back. I'm going to take Marvin Jones to solidify a little bit of wide receiver depth for me. Yeah, and that's the, this is the other thing, guys, and this is why why we tell you not to take quarterback because if you do what Kev did, I'm, I'm just going to read you Kev's team real quick. You know, we're going to go down to it. But if you do what Kev did, you know, I mean, he took he took uh, D Hop, T Hill, and then he went and took Edelman, right? Instead of taking a quarterback and filling that spot, right? He was able to get Marvin Jones. He was able to get Tevin Coleman. You know, I mean, at his running back position, I love his running backs too. With those wide receivers, he's got Carryon and Drake. If you're going and taking a quarterback, plus he got, you know, O.J. Howard. You know, if you're going and taking a quarterback there, you're losing out on, you know, the upside of Marvin Jones having a good season. Because guess what? Kenny Galladay can't get all the fucking targets. You know what I mean? Targets got to go around. And you got a rookie tight end there. Rookie tight ends don't normally catch, you know, I think I was looking at a stat the other day. It was something ridiculous. It was like two tight ends since 1999 have caught like 40 passes as a rookie. And it was Gronk, and the other one was, like, somebody else. Maybe Evan Ingram. Me- Evan Ingram. Because Evan like Ingram that. was the only – Evan Ingram was, like, the, one of the only tight ends in recently that's finished in the top five. Yeah. Um, It's finished as a top five tight end as a rookie. Yeah, it was crazy. It was just, like, wow. Like, it's a really weird stat. But, you know, Kev's high on Marvin Marvin Jones. He got him here. Now, if he takes the quarterback, guess what? Marvin Jones ain't going to be there because if you're looking at if you're looking at just ESPN ranks, you know Marvin Jones was the next guy up. Yeah, so. he was the next guy up. You know, you got Cor- you got Corey Davis after that. You got Larry Fitz, who you know out of that group I like, but you got Golden Tate, who's going to be get suspended for the first four games. If you guys didn't hear the news, uh, he's going to be suspended for the next four <sighs> Delaney games. Delaney Walker just went in the eighth round. Guys, people are listening to <laughs> us. Holy shit. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's crazy. This is, wow. This is unbelievable. I have not seen Delaney Walker go that early in a draft. No, me neither. Okay, so we are in round, what, eight? We're in round eight at pick ten. So round and you are up. eight and I am up. This is where I was talking to you guys. I am getting Carson Wentz at the end of round eight, and I am taking him here. Yeah, I'm sure you love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you know, he like we said, guys, he's going in, he's been going in the seventh round. He's been moving up draft boards, and I don't blame anybody that takes him in the seventh round because he has top, you know, he's, he's got the number one QB upside. He really does. That is for sure. So, after you was... So after I took, after you was David Njoku and then Eric Ebron. Um, we are now wrapping around to the ninth round, and this guy just took Ebron. Let's see who he repeats with. We talked about Ebron, guys. We're none of, neither one of us are a little fa- are fans of him, and I'm actually surprised. And this, you know, he's dropped down to the eighth round here, so you know, people people are listening, man. This guy, you know, Eric Ebron. He's due for an extreme regression. That guy's never – he's been a bust pretty much every year he's in the NFL until last year, and I think he just linked up with Andrew Luck and had a good year because Jack Doyle was hurt and Ebron took advantage of his opportunity. But they might be in a lot of two tight end sets there, and, and Jack Doyle might be taking a lot of that work from Eric Ebron. You are not lying. 
So I am uh, going to be on the clock in a second. Yep. So Larry Fitz was next, and then Cam Newton. So now Steve is on the clock. I am on the clock. And I am looking. And I have Will Fuller on my bench. The running backs that are available are Henderson, Latavius Murray, Naeem Hines, Austin Eckler, uh, Peyton Barber, Dante Foreman, Royce Freeman. Uh, I think I can get those guys on the way back. There's a couple of them I like there. So I am going to look at wide receiver. And at the wide receiver position, there is someone that I love sitting there, and it is Curtis Samuels, and I am going to take him right now. Curtis Samuels, you know, we talked about him a couple days ago, a couple weeks, well, last week we talked about him. And, you know, he, if you look at a points per game basis, uh, I want to say it was, he, he missed a couple of games last year. But if you look at the games that he played compared to um, DJ Moore, he had, I think it was like 11.2 points or something like that. And DJ Moore had like 12.1. DJ Moore went, I believe, in round six. And I just got Curtis in round nine, and they're mm-hmm. literally they were literally one point difference between the two of them, and I love that value coming getting them here. Yeah, we've been talking about Curtis Samuel and how he's a much better value than DJ Moore, um, and I don't, I mean personally, I don't really see that much difference in their upside either. I mean, you know, Cam's throwing the ball to him. You know, looking yeah, looking at what what looking at what Curtis Samuel did last year, he was better. He was better at getting into the end zone by far. So, you know, because he had seven touchdowns and played less games, I think he was hurt. DJ Moore played more games and didn't score as much as him. So after Curtis Samuel went Golden Tate, um, followed by Darrell Henderson, which I I know me and Steve both hate. Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Latavius Murray, Geronimo Allison, and pick number nine is on the clock, and I am up next. So, Team Curtis. Team Curtis. I'm going to pull up Team Curtis's team, guys, and let you guys hear it, because I'm wondering if he was the guy. No, he wasn't. Okay, so that's the guy who took Mark Ingram. Okay, so he took. that's the guy who took Pat Mahomes. So he took Pat Mahomes, Nick Chubb, Mark Ingram, Devontae Adams, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jared Cooks, uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, Corey Davis, and Darrell Henderson. That's not a bad team. I don't. I don't mind that team. I don't understand. I don't understand that. Well, I guess at the ninth. What was it, the ninth round? Yeah, mm-hmm. ninth round pick. What was it? Pick five. You I mean Darrell Henderson in that pick? I don't think that's terrible. But you know, there's. I think. I think you're praying for a Todd Gurley injury for him to be viable. And uh, there's other running backs there that I would rather have. Uh, you know, Austin Eckler. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have Austin Eckler. I'll tell you right now. Melvin Gordon. I, I don't want to pick Austin Eckler right there just because I'm not really excited about Austin Eckler, even if he is the starter. Um, so I am up. The guy before me took Peyton Barber. Um, I'm going to go with a guy we talked about yesterday uh, that I'm that I think – over maybe not right away but over time is going to take that starting job away that's going to be Deontay Foreman um he's sitting there next to Royce Freeman if I had was able to get Philip Lindsay I would have taken Royce Freeman instead but um you know given that I was not able to get Lindsay I'm going to go with a guy that I think has a better chance of taking over the the lead role uh 
because I just think Lamar Miller is not very good. Yeah, so like Kev left off, it was Geronimo Allison, then Peyton Barber, Dante Foreman, uh, Austin Eckler, Naeem Hines, and Cortland Sutton. So, you know, it's in this late in the draft, you're still getting guys that, that could be good, really good. You know what I mean? From this point on, basically, is the way I, the way I feel about it is from pick 10, you know, from round 10 on, James really Washington to round nine went. on. I try to go for upside. I'm just going for upside. I'm I'm taking shots on guys that I really think are going to be good. Like this dude, I don't blame him. He took James Washington. If you think he's going to be the number two, from everything that we're hearing, it's Dante Moncrief. Yeah. So, but if you think James Washington is going to be good, throw that dart because you could probably get, you know, Moncrief next round if you really, you know, if you really want him. Yeah. So. D- well, he's not going to fall that far because you got a good, you know, he's got like 20 picks before his next pick. Yeah. Um, I am on the clock right now, and Royce Freeman fell back to me. Um, I'm pretty stable at my wide receiver position the way I feel. Like I said, I got, you know, I went through my top three picks were receiver, and I got Marvin Jones, who I'm really high on. Um, so now I'm trying to basically make sure that I take as many dart throws at running back as I can and. You know, the fact that Freeman fell back to me, I'm really excited about. So I'm going to go Royce Freeman there. I have yet to take a quarterback. If you've known, we are in the the 10th round, and I still do not have a quarterback. So. Yeah, and some of the guys that are available, I mean, you really didn't need to take one here. You got Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, Phillip Rivers. Jameis Winston, you know, I mean, there's just there's just so many quarterbacks here. I wouldn't have taken one either. No, I was just so high on Wentz. That's why I took Wentz in the eighth. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, you know, so Team Cobble. Let's go look at Team Cobble. See what he's working with. So this is the team picking right in front of Kev, and he was the Todd Gurley guy. Took Todd Gurley, James Conner, Cooper Cup, Jarvis Landry, George Kittle. And now he has, excuse me, guys, LaShawn McCoy. Then on his bench, he's got Dede Westbrook, which we just talked about. We both liked him. Uh, Jordan Howard, Peyton Barber, Greg Olson. Uh, I don't understand why you're going to take another tight end when you have Kittle. <laughs> but I think I, I – But it is what it is. So Yeah, and me, he's not auto-drafting. So no, <laughs> he's not, not – that was his pick. All right, so for me... You are on the clock in round 10, Steve. Yes, so for me, I am on the clock, and I am looking at the wide receivers. There is a couple of guys here that I like, so I feel confident that I'm going to get some of them. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton is at the top of the list, but Deshaun Hamilton hurt himself in practice. I believe it was yesterday. Uh, They're saying that he could miss some time. Uh, but the guy that I am looking at that I've been high on all offseason, I've been talking about, is Damian Harris. And he is still here. And I'm going to take him in round 10 because I believe he has a chance to be, you know, very good with the Patriots this year. All right. So Drew Brees goes after you. Um, one guy I am shocked is still sitting here is MVS. There's been a lot of news about MVS and you know what he's looked like in camp so i'm actually surprised he's still sitting there uh 
Yeah, he's actually going to be my pick if it comes back to me. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I was saying. At the wide receiver position, there's there's still a couple of guys. There's MVS sitting here. We talked about there's the uh, Bears D and at the last pick of round ten, the Bears D. Christ, I hate that pick, dude. I hate when they do that. Oh man, it kills me. If you if you take a defense in the tenth round, I'm sorry, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> there's no other way to say it. You're doing it wrong. It's just there is unless unless. You know, Jesus Christ himself came down and grabbed you by the head and said, listen, the Bears are going to be the number one defense this year. That's the only way I'm taking the Bears in, in, a, in a round before round 14. Like, I just don't get it. I don't understand. Like, you have no idea if they're going to be the number one defense. You know they're probably going to be a good defense, but you have no idea if they're going to finish number one. And to take a defense at one uh, at 10 in the 10th round with all of the, all of the guys that are still here on the board – you better be damn certain that the the fucking top scoring defense in the league. Mm-hmm. And he is still on the clock for his eleventh round pick. Yeah, I yeah, think probably- this is going to be the round I go quarterback in eleven, and I'm going with the guy that I think has top ten upside that we talked about. If he's still sitting there, uh, which I hope he is, you know, I, I still got a good ten picks ahead of me. So, or nine picks ahead of me, I should say. Um, I'm saying this because I know Steve took a quarterback and he's not going to take another one. <laughs> so, he goes Carlos Hyde, then it goes Ben Roethlisberger. So, so I'm going to take MVS. And that's the thing, you know, we talked about the guy right before Steve, or right, you know, the two pick right before or after Steve, whichever, is auto-drafting at this point. And he had, I believe... Um, who was his pick? He had a quarterback. Yeah, he took... Uh, you're talking about the guy right before me? Yeah. The guy right before me took... No, he didn't take a quarterback. He took... Just, he took Ben Roethlisberger. This dude oh. has Breeze and Roethlisberger and is starting Cam Newton. Yeah, so... And that's he's auto-drafting. He's been auto-drafting since the second round, so... Oh, okay. I was going to say. Jesus yeah. Christ. I was... So followed by MBS went Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Matt Breda, Kyler Murray, Debo Samuel. <laughs> what, Debo? Debo. Yeah. yeah. So we are the pick before me. This guy, I know, does not – Coble does not have a QB, so I'm a little anxious here seeing who he takes. I wouldn't mind if he auto-drafted because Tom Brady would probably be his pick. <laughs> Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. And so, therefore, I wind up getting the guy I want, and that is Jameis Winston. Um, doesn't hurt at all that I have O.J. Howard as well. So, I get a, I get a tandem there, and I think Jameis has top five, uh, top eight. You know, I think I have him ranked at actually at eight or seven. So, I'm really high on Jameis with Bruce Arians. He's Bruce Arians is one of the best offensive coaches that's ever coached in the NFL. So, um, if you take a number one overall pick like Jameis Winston and put that talent with a guy like Bruce Arians, I'm pretty sure Bruce will figure out what to do with it. Exactly. I mean, we talked about Bruce Arians. He's just – he's a really good coach. He knows how to put guys in situations where they're going to win, and, you know, that's what you want in your coach. You know, that's why Bill Belichick is so, so fucking good, and I can't stand the guy, but he is so fucking good because he knows how to put people in situations to win. You know what I mean, he does. He does it all the time. There has been no team that has let guys go and brought new guys in every year, and has stayed as consistent as the Patriots. And Arians has—he does not. He's not as good as Bill, 
But I would say he's like the next tier down of guys that he knows how to use his guys. You know what I mean? The only time the Bruce Arians offense has been bad or team has been bad is when the starting quarterback goes down. And that, I don't give a shit how good of a quarter you know coach you are. When your ace quarterback goes down, you got to start your backup, Drew Stanton, for the rest of the oh, fucking that season. That, that, that hurts you. Jesus that Christ. hurts you bad. All right, so... I picked Jameis, follow, and that was Chris. followed by Chris Thompson, uh, the Jacksonville defense, Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo. I came back around, and I took Kalen Balaz. It's probably around earlier. But uh, like I said, I have Kenyon Drake, and knowing the situation, um, just make sure I'm handcuffing uh, my run, my second running back um, just in case Kalen Balaz is the guy or, you know, Kenyon Drake gets hurt. I think that's... Like I said in the, on, on the AFC East podcast, I think that that is the perfect hands cuff situation is Drake and Balazs. Yeah, so looking at my team, uh, because I come up, I'm, well, Kev, Kev took his two picks, so it's me. I'm going to look at my Yeah, you're team. about, what, four, five picks, five picks away, maybe six mm, picks away? Yes, six picks away. Yeah. So, and four of the guys in front of me are auto-picking, so this yeah. is going to come up quick. But I have Carson Wentz, Kamara, Mixon, Lockett, Kirk, Ertz, James White, and then I have Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel, Damian Harris, and MVS. So for me, at this point, I am picking for pure upside. Guys that I think are going to blow the fuck up. If, you know, given the opportunity and... One of my favorite guys to take uh, this late is Duke Johnson. Uh, and the reason being is I believe Duke Johnson is going to get traded. And me, Kev, and Dan have talked about it all offseason that if he goes to a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or if he goes to a team like the Texans or some one of those teams, he is going to be very good. And I am getting him super late in the 13th or yeah, the 13th round, and I am 100% cool with that. Yeah, I said that the other day. If if the Texans are the perfect team to trade for him because they can then cut bait with Lamar Miller and ride Foreman as their first and second down guy and then come in with Duke on passing downs, I think that's a, that would be an excellent situation for them. I don't, you know, I, I literally have no idea why Lamar Miller is on their roster at, $6 million, at a $6 million cap hit. Exactly. And in this part of the draft, guys, you got to remember, like, after you have your starters, and I'm not talking about your fucking defense and your kicker. Those don't count. Yeah. <laughs> when you have your lock, yeah. starters locked in, I'm talking about your quarterback, your two wide receivers, two or three, depending on how your team, your league works. See, I say three wide receivers, three running backs, just so you have that depth. Exactly. That, you know, it necessarily ain't your starting lineup, because I don't even know any – any rosters that go three running backs, I think I know three wide receivers. I don't really yeah. know three running backs, but yeah, I, flex. yeah, I like to have at least three at each position, you know. So, you know, with that said, it's if you have those locked up already, you need to be going for home runs. Fuck yeah. ADP. Don't even look at ADP. Don't, I mean, ADP doesn't matter anymore. Now you're going with your gut feeling. These are guys that okay, I like this guy because he has this upside. I like this guy because, you know, if 
this guy gets traded, he's going to be good. You know what I mean? I like this guy because, you know, and my, my next pick is going to be, you know, and I know people are going to say, oh, you're taking him early. But guess what? My next pick is going to be Devlin Singletary because I believe that LaShawn McCoy might get either traded or cut. I, I don't think he's making it through this preseason. And if he's gone, Devin Singletary could, could be very good. So I'm taking Devin Singletary with this next pick coming up as soon as Steele decides that he's going to do whatever it is he's doing. Yeah, we I we're mocking on ESPN. I usually mock on – I actually have been doing a lot more mocks on the fantasy football calculator. Um, Devin Singletary goes right around this time, and this that he's usually a guy I grab every time because, like I said the other day, I think this dude is talented as hell. He, you know, really to me looks like he could be a guy that could take this job and run with it if LaShawn McCoy uh, gets hurt or gets cut or gets traded or whatever happens with Shady. Um, You know, if he winds up missing time or even if the Bills get knocked out of the playoffs, Devin Singletary could wind up taking that job at at some point. And, uh, you know, guys like that are guys that could potentially win you fantasy leagues. Exactly. So the guy, Steele, the guy who was picking at one, took Justin Tucker. Then he took Deion Lewis on the wraparound. Jamison Crowder goes next, and I took Devin Singletary. Now the next couple of picks were the Chargers defense, Devin Funches, the Patriots defense, Adam Humphreys, which I love that late, uh, Alexander Madison, which I don't know. If, you, if that guy has Delvin Cooks, then I can see that. Uh, Robbie Gould is the very next pick. And I am on the clock. And I had this guy in my sights last uh, round, uh, but I decided to go with Kalen Balazs just to make sure I got him. And this guy came back to me. I'm actually really, really really surprised. Um, I haven't necessarily been high on the, the Bears offense, but Anthony Miller last year was a guy that showed he could get into the end zone. Um, I believe he, I can't remember the amount of touchdowns he scored offhand, but I know um, he missed some games and still had it. He basically was on pace for about, you know, I would say 0.75 touchdowns, maybe like an average of eight touchdowns or, or you know, 10 touchdowns for the season. Um, so, yeah, I was really ha- I'm really happy that he fell back to me there. Um, I'm now on the clock again. And at this point, I'm going to take another guy. We talk, you know what? I am not. I'm going to take DK Metcalf, who, if Russell Wilson is able to link up with this guy, similar to the way he was, you know, we talked about Tyler Lockett being more of a slot guy possibly this year. If DK does get that outside role and can connect on them home run balls, man, DK could be a beast. You know, we've seen what he what he's you know his physical his physical attributes, so. You know, like like Steve said, at this point, you're going with upside home run plays. Yeah, so at this point, uh, the two guys in front of me have their defense and kickers, I believe. That doesn't matter. Yeah, that <laughs> they're don't all, matter. If they're auto-drafting, it don't matter. They just Well, I know Steele is not auto-drafting. He's still picking. But the guy right in front of him is auto-drafting, and he needs a kicker. So... Normally, I wouldn't do a kicker and a defense here, but I know the guy in front of me is, you know, basically doing is needs a kicker. So I am actually going to take the kicker that I want because on the way back, I know I am taking Andy Isabella, and I know they are not. 
<laughs> so, so I am going to take my kicker and my kicker is going to be let's see here I usually actually go defense before I go kicker so I would if it was me in this situation I would pick the defense that I want but I also know Steve has a defense that nobody else wants exactly. so <laughs> exactly so my kicker here, I am going to go with Giorgio Tavecchio of all the kickers that are available because you got Mike Bagley, you got Adam Vinatieri, you know I mean Maher, you got Prater, you got Elliott, you know I mean, I just nobody here that I'm really like, oh, I have to get this guy. So Tavecchio is going to be kicking sixteen or fourteen out of sixteen games inside in a of dome. a dome. The only two games he's not kicking in a dome is Tampa Bay and Carolina. Yep, and that's it. So I like the kicker kicking in a dome every week. Paris Campbell follows him. That's who I was going to. It was between Paris Campbell and DK Metcalf for me, and I decided to go with DK because I, I think DK has a better chance at a better chance of being a, a home run uh, than Paris Campbell to me. I think you know Paris Campbell. I like his offense more, but seeing what Russell Wilson did last year, chucking the ball down the field, that's to me that's literally what DK is going to do because he's not really a you know good route runner. Um, you know, he's more of just a straight line runner and it's going to get down the field, go up and get the ball. So that's why I took DK over Paris Campbell. But I do like Paris Campbell, um, and, you know, taking a shot on him later in the, in, in the draft. So Steele um, went with Trubisky. Trubisky. He's got luck and went Trubisky. So now this we are in the last two rounds. Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. Albert Wilson and like I said, Andy Isabella will be my pick. So for me, Andy Isabella of all the rookie wide receivers, I know I know all these guys are getting talked up, but to me, I think he has the safest floor. I think they brought him in there for a very specific reason um, to use him as the as the quick intermediate guy that's going to get open real fast and hit him hit him with passes and let him make plays after the catch. Because if you watched it. If you watched Andy Isabella in college, the dude was a playoff, you know, was was a yak monster. He literally was. Like, he caught the ball, juke a guy, hit the sideline, out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Run deep routes, you know, run, run a run a uh, crossing pattern deep, catch it, touchdown. Like, he just, he's awesome, and I really like his upside. So, like I said, guys, go upside in these rounds. So, Andy Isabella was fouled by the Colts, the Broncos, uh, uh, Bagley, from the kicker from the Chargers, Adam Vinatieri, Chris Herndon, Jimmy Graham. That came to me. I've been preaching about the Eagles defense, not because I'm an Eagles fan, but because if you stream defense, the Eagles play Washington week one. Washington, Washington literally could be a shit show this year, and, you know, they're honestly probably a good team to stream against. Um, they're obviously going to have their games where they hit, you know, where they hit it. But um, if, especially, you know, looking at it, Dwayne Haskins don't have a lot of help there. And if Darius Geis is hurt, you're basically counting on AP to, uh, you know, to carry that team. And he's like, you know, 75 years old now. So <laughs> might be a little tough for him to do that. Um, he says he's going for 2,000, though. He ain't going for no damn 2,000 yards. <laughs> AP is like, AP don't even live on planet Earth. AP lives in fucking planet AP. That motherfucker's in his own world, bro. He is. He 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 is. He is. He is. So, 
Yeah, I like taking the the Eagles defense. I've been talking about streaming them because their week one matchup against Washington is awesome. Um, after that, it was the Browns defense. Then uh, Brett Ma- Brett Mayer, uh, Kenny Stills, Matt Prater came back to me. I took Jake Elliott. He was literally the best of the kickers. Do not knock me because of these eagle, the eagle, the eagle uh, kicker defense combo. I, it's not. It was not my intention, but to me, he was the best kicker. He was the. He had the best offense left. Um, that was followed by Paul Richardson, uh, the Cowboys D, Muhammad Sanu, uh, DJ Shark, DJ Shark, uh, Marquise Lee, who are two Jaguars receivers getting drafted in the last round. Uh, yeah, Kyle Rudolph. Steve took his favorite defense, the 49ers defense, uh, followed by Mason Crosby. And the last pick is the Texans D. So, yeah. So, let's let's give some grades, Kev. Let's do that. Let's grade right. these teams. Quick grades. Our team steal. Uh, he drafted uh, – we'll go by roster. So, Andrew Luck is his QB. He's got Elliott and Freeman. T.Y. Hilton, uh, Tyler Boyd. Uh, Mike Williams is his flex. He's got Eric Ebron as his tight end. The Bears, D, and Justin Tucker. He's got Kareem Hunt, Larry Fitzgerald, Carlos Hyde, Deion Lewis, Mitch Trubisky, Jordan Reed, and the Texans, D. Um, like I said, I, I liked his starting. I actually really like his starting lineup except for Ebron. And the fact that he has Jordan Reed could actually be a good thing for him if Jordan Reed stays healthy because Jordan Reed – it really does still produce. I mean, the problem with Jordan Reed is not his production, it's his health. So um, his team could actually be very good if Jordan Reed stays healthy because I don't think Ebron's going to – I think Ebron's going to regress. But other than that, I mean, he's got the Bears D. He was the one that reached on the Bears D, and he's got Justin Tucker who is basically the first kicker taken in every mock <laughs> in every fantasy draft ever for like the last five years. So – yeah, for me, the thing what's hurting him is his wide receivers. T.Y. Hilton, Tyler Boyd, Mike Williams. I just, you know, those, none of those three are really PPR, PPR. guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ty- Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, you know what I mean? Maybe. I consider, yeah, you know maybe. I mean, him. But, you know, T.Y. Hilton is, a you know, just a big play, a, be- a much better Deshaun Jackson guy. And Mike Williams literally was saved by 10 touchdowns last season. If it wasn't for, well, 11 touchdowns because he had a rushing touchdown. But if it wasn't for those touchdowns, he really wouldn't have been very good last year. But, you know, I like I like his starting quarterback, and I like that he has Ezekiel Elliott. You know, Bears defense, who the fuck knows how, what they're going to do. Uh, Justin Tucker is a solid kicker. You know, but other than that, his bench is fucking terrible. His bench is, like, probably one of the worst. He's got Kareem Hunt, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald I'm cool with. Uh, he's got Carlos Hyde, Dion Lewis, Mitchell <coughs> Trubisky. Jordan Reed is is good, and he picked a, a second defense. You know, when you pick the fucking Bears, you don't want to take. What are you doing in. picking another defense? Like, I don't even understand. But you know, I I I give this team a a C. Just uh, based on the starting lineup, I would go I would go B minus. Uh, just because I, I really like the starting lineup, um, the potential in the starting lineup, I should say. And if Kareem Hunt does come back, or if Damian Williams gets hurt. Uh, this dude's re- this dude really could be could take off because he could then throw Kareem Hunt or Ty- uh, Carlos Hyde in his flex. Um, I'm not big on Carlos Hyde t- really drafting Carlos Hyde, but it's more so if if you know Damian Williams gets hurt because I think we're all pretty sure that Damian Williams is going to be the guy. 
Um, let's go on to Team Seager. He has Cam Newton, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, uh, Mari Cooper, Alshon Jeffrey, David Njoku, Kenny Galladay, the Saints D, and Mason Crosby. His bench is Allen Robinson, Darius Geis, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Jamison Crowder, Paris Campbell, Albert Wilson. He was actually drafting. Why would, Why did he draft three quarterbacks? His team would be good if he didn't draft three quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't know. Um, starting lineup, I give an A, but his bench... You know, having the two quarterbacks on your bench when you already have Cam Newton, having, you know, you could have had a better bench. I, I'm going to give this team – I'm going to leave it a B. I'm going to give this team a, a B because uh, I just don't understand the three quarterbacks. But, you know, this team this team's pretty good. Yeah, I'll go B as well. I think uh... – you know, I like that he has Darius Geis on his bench. I hate Allen Robinson, so I'm not a fan of that pick. But, yeah, him. I do like Paris Campbell as a shot. Albert Wilson, you know, Steve talked about him the other day. That's his last pick, and, you know, he, he could pay off. Somebody's got to catch balls in Miami. But, yeah, having two, having two quarterbacks really, you know, knocked him from potentially getting an A. So, yeah. uh, yep. you, you know. Uh, we'll move on to Steve's team here. Steve, why don't you run, read off your team? All right, so I got Carson Wentz, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Tyler Lockett, Christian Kirk, uh, Zach Ertz, James White, the 49ers defense, Tovecchio as my kicker. I got Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel, Damian Harris, MVS, uh, Duke Johnson, Devin Singletary, and uh, Andy Isabella. So for me, I would give myself also a B. Uh, I'm hurting at wide receiver, but I knew I was going to be when I took three running backs and then took a tight end. So for me, I just wanted guys with upside, and I think Tyler Lockett has a whole lot of upside, and I think Christian Kirk has a whole lot of upside. Plus, I took Will Fuller, and I already told you guys how high I am on Will Fuller. So for me, uh, I took a whole lot of upside at wide receiver, and I love my running backs and quarterback and my tight end. Yeah, and see, this is this is like the uh, – like. We talk about going wide receiver, wide receiver. This is kind of the opposite. This is going running back, running back, and then drafting your tight end. I fucking love your team, Steve, because mainly because I love all the wide receiver shots you took. So Tyler Lockett, you know how high you are on him. Christian Kirk, who I love, I think he's going to be a beast. Will Fuller, if he stays healthy, is proven to be a beast. Curtis Samuel is a guy who's going later than DJ Moore, and judging from what we saw last year, has has just as much upside MVS he's in Aaron Rodgers offense and you know he's basically going to be you know they're talking about mixing Allison and and Adams in the slot and on the outside he's dead outside this guy is going to be a home run threat pretty much every game so the one that's and then you got Devin Singletary and Andy Isabella who you know both are very good rookie flyers to take I love that you have Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz and that that you know uh that tandem. Yeah, I, I love how your team played out. Um, truthfully, I, I would say B plus, maybe even an A. Yeah, uh, I would give myself I would give myself a B plus. I don't, I don't think it's an A team only because my wide receiver. I yeah, your wide of, receivers are rough, so. Yeah, my wide receivers, if they pay off, they're really going to pay off. Yeah. But, you know, if, if my wide receivers don't pay off, then I'm going to be hurting a wide receiver all year. Yeah. So now you got Team Simpson. Uh, he's got Matt Ryan, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, Allen, uh, Keenan Allen, AJ Green, Delaney Walker, Sony Michelle, Char uh, the Chargers D, Kai Fairburn, 
uh, Robbie Anderson, Golden Tate, Dante Moncrief, Dak Prescott, Tyrell Williams, the Colts D, and Kyle Rudolph. Man. I hate this. Ah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Sony in a PPR league. Um, Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, we talked about where he was drafted. I mean, I don't know if this guy's a Raiders fan or what, but um, I do love Delaney Walker. A.J. Green, he's his number two wide receiver. If A.J. Green winds up, you know, being healthy for the season, that's actually a really good tandem with Green and Allen. And having that with McCaffrey could make his team, you know, could make his team very legit. Um, You know, Matt Ryan, we talked about the off and on years, so... You know, neither none of us are really high on Matt Ryan. His bench to me bench is, is terrible. terrible. Robbie Anderson, so Robbie Anderson, we talked about the other day, has such a difficult schedule. Golden Tate just got a four-game suspension. Moncrief could pay off for him. I will give him that. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, uh, there's no sense in having a second yeah, quarterback. Tyrell Williams, uh, who knows? I mean, you know, that could that could be a, a good payoff pick. Yeah, another defense and Kyle Rudolph, who is a blah tight end. I mean. I, mean, I can understand it. I mean, you took Delaney Walker, and so you wanted to take Kyle Rudolph or another tight end, somebody with some upside. Kyle Rudolph has no upside. No, he's very meddling. Yeah, he has no upside. So for me, the the only two, the only three picks I like on this team are McCaffrey, uh, Keenan Allen, and AJ Green. Other than that, I don't. I, I I've been telling you guys I don't like Sony Michelle. I just I, you know, if I I understand he's in his flex. So you know what I mean. That's that makes it a little bit better. But it's PPR. But yeah. it's PPR, and which it's PPR, makes it. And he doesn't. He doesn't catch any passes. I mean, Matt Ryan, you know, I told you about the other, every other. You know what I mean? I still think that's a thing. I think he's going to have a good year, but I don't think he'll be as good as he was last year. Last so. year he played a lot of catch-up ball because their team was not as good and they had to pass a lot because the run game wasn't good and their defense wasn't good. So they were playing a lot of catch-up and they couldn't run the ball. So Yeah, and then he's got the Chargers, Dean, Kymie Fairbairn. So for I me, do like his kicker in defense, yeah. if, if that's a thing. I love his tight end. Yeah, for me, I'm giving him a, a C minus just because this bench is so bad. And I'm going to give him a C plus because I I actually if AJ Green is healthy, I do like his starting lineup. I'm not big on Sony Michelle, but I'll give him a C plus because his bench is terrible. It is so bad. He literally could probably go to the waiver wire and pick up pick up better bench. So now we'll move on to Team Curtis. He has Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb, Mark Ingram, Devontae Adams, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jared Cook, Sammy Watkins, the Vikings D, and Will Lutz. He has Corey Davis, Darrell Henderson, Deshaun Jackson, Russell Wilson, Devin Funches, the Broncos D, and Marquise Lee. Uh, wow. I, I really <laughs> like his starting lineup. Not necessarily his tight end as much. Um you know, I don't, I don't know if, if Jared, like we talked about Jared Cook a little bit. Um, you know, D- Breeze hasn't used the tight end really well since Jimmy Graham. Uh, you know, uh, Cody, Cody Fleener went there, and everybody thought he was going to be the man, and he was just, he was a complete bust. But he's got my number one quarterback. He's got, he, he's another guy that could potentially have the, the, the top one and two uh, wide receiver this year. Um, Nick Chubb and Mark Ingram, I think, we're both think are very, very solid running backs. Sammy Watkins in his flex could have a ton of upside just being in that offense. And the fact that he has Mahomes and Watkins could could pay off for him. The only thing really missing from his team is, is a good tight end. Um, that's that's what's, to me, that's what's making his team a B for me, a B-plus for me, because 
he does he didn't draft a backup tight end and I'm just not sold on Jared Cook. So that's what's giving him a B plus grade. Um otherwise that I would give him an A because Corey Davis isn't a bad shot. We talked about him. Deshaun Jackson. You know, I think Deshaun Jackson could really blow up with Carson Wentz. I'm not big on Darrell Henderson or Devin Funches. Don't think he needed to draft Russell Wilson since he has uh, Patrick Mahomes. Don't need the Broncos D since he has Vikings D. Marquise Lee isn't a bad shot. So his bench and his tight end are a reason why he gets a B plus. But the rest of his starting lineup is really yeah, good. I, I definitely give this team a B plus. I like this team a lot. Um you know, when you have Devontae Adams, Juju Smith, and, you know, the upside of Sammy Watkins with the Vikings defense, you know, Will Lutz is a, is a solid kicker and the number one quarterback, that is a solid, solid core. And then uh-huh. to get Nick Chubb and Mark Ingram, that's just two solid running backs. You know they're going to be good. You know, you don't really have to worry about those two guys. They're they're pretty, pretty sturdy. They're not very injury prone. Well, Chubb was a little bit injury prone in college, but, you know, he is very... You know, he had a knee injury in college in case anybody, you know, you guys didn't know that. Uh, but, you know, I, you know, Henderson, where he got him at nine, I'm cool with. You know, uh, Corey Davis as a bench player, I mean, just to see what he does, I like that. Deshaun Jackson, you know, he's going to have blow up games. And on your bye weeks, you hope that he, you know, has that blow up game on your bye weeks. Russell Wilson is, you know, a, a good number two quarterback if you needed one, but you don't need one with, with Oma Holmes. Funches, you know, just can't fucking catch to save his life. You know, Broncos D and Marquise Lee, I'm not, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, his bench and his, his bench and his tight end are a reason why he's, why he's not, uh, why he's not an, an A team. Uh, let's move on to Team Lang. He's got Baker Mayfield, David Johnson, Marlon Mack, Mike Evans, uh, Dante Pettis, Evan Engram, Chris Carson, the Patriots D, and Steven Gostowski. He's got Lamar Miller, Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Gallup, Matt Breda, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, Bagley from the, the, the kicker from the – I don't know his first name. Is it Michael Michael Bagley? Uh, I think it's Mark. Marvin. Marvin, maybe? I think it's Mark. Mark? It's Mike. Mike. Mike, Mike ba- okay. So it is Michael. Okay. <laughs> Michael Bagley and DJ Chark. Um, <sighs> this team has a lot of upside. I'll yes. say that. Um, David Johnson has number one running back upside. Marlon Mack has top 10 upside. Mike Evans, number one wide receiver upside to me. Baker Mayfield could be an animal. Evan Ingram could be an animal to me. Um, Chris Carson is a solid flex. Uh, PPR might be, you know, he might be a little off in in PPR leagues, but I still like him even in PPR. It doesn't bother me. Um, I talked about that when he was drafted. Um, Dante Pettis to me is his only hiccup uh, because I'm not really big on Pettis, and he doesn't really have a lot of depth at his wide receiver position to fill that spot. So this is another B-plus team for me, um, mainly because of that second wide receiver spot and the lack of wide receiver help on his depth, on, on his bench. Um, maybe Emmanuel Sanders is healthy and can slide in there, but outside of that, his, 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 his bench has – he has no wide receivers on his bench. Michael Gallup, I'm not – you know, I, I don't – Yeah. No, I hear you. This, this, is, this is – so when Kev says – Okay, so we talked about this on the podcast the other day, but I just want to reiterate about Mike Evans. So, Mike Evans, 100%, I don't give a fuck what you think, 
Mike Evans 100% has number one overall wide receiver upside. The dude had 138 targets last year, which is not even the top echelon of guys. Because you're talking about, you know, the top echelon of guys is 169 targets to Devontae Adams and 169 to, to uh, uh, Antonio Brown and 166 to Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, those guys are all getting 30 more targets than what Mike Evans saw. Mike Evans blew them away in yardage. He had 15-24. He had 1,500 fucking yards. And he only caught 86 balls. Caught 86 balls and had 1,500 yards receiving. He was over 17 yards per catch. That's insane. That is awesome numbers, right? If that dude has those numbers and puts up a 12-touchdown season, he's the number one wide receiver in football. And it's that simple. Period. And with Bruce Arians, like I said, you know... (sighs) If this, all right. So Steve talked about the Titans on the yesterday on our AFC South podcast and said their offenses has to get better. You know, I think the Bucks is the same similar thing. Like their offense has to get better. If it stays the same, Mike Evans, solid number second round pick. If this offense gets better, that means Mike Evans gets better. And if Mike Evans gets better, he definitely could finish in the top. You know, definitely finishes as the the number one overall. Definitely top three. So, yeah, this team has just a ton of upside. Dante Pettis is another guy with, with some upside, but he's just not a guy I'm high on, which is why I give it a B plus. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, I I like this team. i I probably give this team uh, – I'd probably give it a B plus also. I mean, I, I, I do like his bench. I know, you know, Lamar B- Miller being a bench person, I think a uh, bench player is great. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, bench player, great. You know, Gallup, Breida, Hamilton – you know, Bagley, Chark, uh, Bagley, I don't, you know, whatever. But, you know, I do like this team. I wish that if if I were him, because when he took Chris Carson, there was some really good wide receivers still available. Mm-hmm. Had he taken, you know, Chris, if had he taken another wide receiver where he took, you know, instead of waiting for Dante Pettis later later on in the draft and not and had Lamar Miller as his number three, you know, wide re- running back, and then had a better wide receiver, this, this team could be an A. Yeah, he could have had A.J. Green there. Yeah. A.J. Green went two picks after Chris Carson. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? That, that, and that team is – that's a really good team. All right, so uh, Laz Hall. Team Laz Hall has Deshaun Watson, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, Antonio Brown, Adam Thielen, Trey Burton, Robert Woods, Buffalo Bills defense, Vinatieri, Miles Sanders, Sterling Shepard, Latavius Murray, Kyler Murray. Another another guy who took two quarterbacks. Uh, Adam Humphreys, Hooper, Sanu. I like that he took, you know, if you're going to take a quarterback with upside, at least he took Kyler Murray, you know what I mean? Put him on his bench. But I like this team. Um, my biggest problem with this team is he's fucking tight. His tight end is terrible. I already told you guys I cannot stand. Fred he Hooper. does have Austin Hooper. So I know, yeah, he I know does you have could... Austin Hooper on his bench. So that's, that's, that's a rebound. Um, he's probably going to be starting Austin Hooper all year long. Yeah, eventually he'll start Austin Hooper. Yeah, Bill's defense is, I already said it, they're awesome. Adam Vinatieri, you know, he's just a block kicker. But uh, I would give this team a B plus. I like this team. I think I think if he had uh, somebody a little bit better than Lindsey as his number two running back, I would love this team. But he did take Miles Sanders, who has a lot of upside. You know, he took Latavius Murray, who's a safe, safe guy. 
So I like this team. I'm going to go to B plus. Yeah, I'm going to actually go B plus as well. Um, main only because of the tight end because I I I love everything about the rest of his team. I think his bench is, his bench is really strong. Um, Kyler Murray, you know, having him on his bench when you have Deshaun Watson is is useless. But at this, you know, if this is a real league, maybe eventually you can trade Kyler Murray if he blows up. Um, but yeah, I think he's got two very solid receivers, two very solid running backs. He's got a guy with number one QB upside, um, a very solid flex in Robert Woods, Trey Burton to me, you know, him or Austin Hooper, you know, uh, they're very blah tight ends. So that's the only thing keeping his team to me from being an A. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so I'm not even going to fucking attempt it. It's Jeram Miller. Jaramillo, fuck it. Jaramillo, yeah, Jaramillo. Team Jaramillo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they took Jared Goff, which I already talked about the other day. I like that. Um, he waited on quarterback and got a good one. We got Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Mike Thomas, and Cal- uh, Calvin Ridley. He's got Vance McDonald. He's got David Montgomery, Cowboys defense, Greg Zerline, DJ Moore, uh, Rashad Penny. Geronimo Allison, Debo Samuels, Alexander Madison, Sam Darnold, and Chris Herndon. Uh, I don't think he heard about Chris Herndon being suspended for the first two games of the season, but that's that's okay. Um, I do like his bench a lot. I think, you know, having DJ Moore and Rashad Penny on your bench is awesome. And Geronimo. Yeah, and Geronimo with Debo Samuel and, you know, Alexander Madison because you've got Cooks. I mean, I keep saying Cooks. Cook. Uh, Dalvin Cook, you know, Alexander Mannequin handcuff, you know, Sam Darnold and Herndon, you know, those two you can just throw in the trash. They'll be the first guys you drop. But his starting lineup uh, is good. I would, you know, I would rather have someone other than David Montgomery in my flex, especially because, you know, you got Michael Thomas and, and Calvin Ridley. I would love if Calvin Ridley was in his flex and he had a better wide res- number two wide receiver. That would be, to me, that would be great. But uh, I'll give this team a B. Yeah, I'm going to go B as well. Um, it may actually drop to a C plus if Michael Tom, given Michael Thomas' situation. Um, that's his first-round pick. If Michael Thomas right now is still holding out, now they are close on the deal from what they're reporting. So, you know, Michael Thomas more than likely will be there for week one. But, man, can, if, Michael Tom, if this was a real team and Michael Thomas winds up holding out into the season for some reason, I mean, phew. His wide receiver core is atrocious. It, it could well, I wouldn't say atrocious. DJ Moore and Geronimo are actually pretty good. You know, not yeah, bad, not but carrying, yeah, they're not, they're not hideous. Them. But yeah, man, like you don't have that stud, and you know, you're basically counting on your running backs to to carry you. And you know, I like Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones both this year, but they don't. You know. They're not. It's not like you have Saquon or or Kamara or somebody like that back there that can that can carry you. Like you're, you know, you know, you gotta both. You gotta hope that both of those guys hit their upside for your team to be good. So yeah. that's the only thing. I I would probably give this team, probably give a team a, a B minus because of that. All right. So team Cobble, we got Philip Rivers, Todd Gurley, James Conner, Cooper Cup. Jarvis Landry, Greg Little. George Kittle. Oh, George Kittle. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Little. Greg Little. Uh, George Kittle. Uh, who has he got? Oh, look. Sean McCoy. The Rams defense. You got Robbie Gold. Dee Westbrook. 
And you've got Jordan Howard, Peyton Barber, Greg Olson, uh, Harrison Butker. I don't know why you're taking two kickers. Uh, Jimmy Graham and Paul Richardson. So, oh man, the wide receivers are just so. Yeah, he on went. This team. He went early on Cooper Cup. I told we talked about that. He drafted Cooper Cup in the third, in the uh, fourth round, which is you know I've been seeing him go in the fifth round. Jarvis Lant, but. He does score a lot of touchdowns. Jarvis Landry has been known to be a PPR guy, although he wasn't last year. Um, so maybe he's counting on a ba- on a you know a bounce back season. George Kittle, we know, is you know top three tight end, pretty much being drafted. Um, one thing I I've been doing this as well when I take Todd Gurley. I for some reason I wind up with Todd Gurley and Cooper Cup. That you know that is a little scary to me having both of those guys because. They both are uh, big red zone guys. You know, Gurley we talked about gets all the red zone work, and Cooper Cup gets all the gets a lot of red zone targets. So these guys can kind of take away each, uh, away from each other when they get into the red zone. So that's the one thing that could hurt us. My wife just barged in, <laughs> but anyway, um, my puppy wanted to come see me. That's what it was. So anyway. This team, I like this team. I think this team is is a uh, is a good team. Yes, I mean no. he's not going to be playing shady at his flex. He might no. be playing Jordan yeah. Howard, D.D. Westbrook in his flex. Exactly. So you know, I like the I like that his bench is a little bit deep. You know, because he got Peyton Barber in his bench. You know, after he took Jordan Howard, and you know, I I, I like the bench. So I would give this team a solid B. Yeah, I'll go I'll go B minus just because his receivers and his flex are. Very under par. Um, if if James Conner, like me and Steve both aren't aren't really high on James Conner. Um, you know, he probably was he was actually a second round pick. So maybe as a second round pick, he's probably a little better. But uh, yeah, his receivers. I mean, I love Cooper Cup, but has his number one guy that could be a little rough. So I would go. I would probably go uh, B minus because of that. Yeah, I I agree. All right, so now it's Kev's team. So, Kev, you want to read it? Yeah, I got Jameis Winston at quarterback, Carrion Johnson, Kenyon Drake at running back. I got DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill at wide receiver, Julian Edelman in my flex, O.J. Howard is my tight end. I got the Eagles D and Jake Elliott. Uh, my bench is Tevin Coleman, Marvin Jones, Deontay Foreman, Royce Freeman, Kalen Balazs, Anthony Miller, and D.K. Metcalf. Uh, if Jameis Winston hits, my team is... A home run. I, I really love my team. I think solidifying the Miami backfield, despite you know them not being a very good team, it's my number two running back. So just having that backfield back there, I like. Uh, we've talked about what carry on and our feelings about carry on with with Theo Ritter getting cut. Um, potential for number one and number two wide receiver, and Edelman is a PPR machine. Um, O.J. Howard has a ton of upside, and I love my bench. I, I am so happy with Tevin Coleman falling to me. I think Tevin Coleman could actually be my number two running back if the Miami backfield doesn't doesn't pan out. Um, Deontay Foreman and Royce Freeman are both there. They are both guys that wind up taking the starting job. Um, I got Marvin Jones, Anthony Miller, and D.K. Metcalf are all – you know, I, I like those wide receivers on my bench. So, yeah, I, I love how my team play, played out. Yeah, I really like this team. I think me and Kev's are rubbing off on each other. And that's that's us, you know, podcasting together, being friends, you know, just 
you know, we are going to rub off each other on each other when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I love this team. You know, I have Jameis Winston in my top ten. You know what I mean? I, you guys know. You can see my rankings. But uh, I got Jameis Winston in my top ten. So, carry on Johnson. If he if he hits, that's going to be awesome because these wide receivers are fucking dominant. He's got, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, and Julian Edelman. All three of those guys could finish. You know, you could have uh, a scenario where Tyreek or D-Hop finishes one and two, and then Julian Edelman finishes in the top 12. That's three wide receivers in the top 12. You know, if Carrion, you know, is a home run this year like we think he could be, you know, he could be a top 10 running back. Kenyon Drake, I really like a lot. I think he's definitely a very, very safe number two running back, especially in PPR. You know, you got O.J. Howard, which you guys all know I love O.J. Howard. You know, if I didn't get Zach Ertz, that, that would have been the guy that I was targeting. Uh, so O.J. Howard, is like, to me, has some of the best upside of any tight end in football. He, he could he could finish, you know, in the top two. He definitely could if, if everything plays right. You know, the guy averages 16 yards per catch for his career. You know, I mean, he's just a big play tight end that I love to have on my team. The Eagles defense play Washington week one, so that he's going to dominate week one, whoever the hell he plays. And, and the Eagles defense could be good enough, solid enough, that he just keeps them all year long. I mean, and his bench, you know, Tevin Coleman on your bench, I like that. You know, Devontae Freeman, Royce Freeman, you know, Devontae Foreman, Royce Freeman. Those two guys, you know, like he said, they could take they could take the job. Mm-hmm. Kellen Balazs could, you know, could get more carries than anybody's expecting. Uh, Anthony Miller could have a – a really good season and on a team that you know I don't think the defense is going to be as dominant as as it was last year so this is just a really stacked team I like this team a lot I'm going to give you an A Kev I really like this team thank you sir let's move on we got two more teams left we got Flip Kowski he's got Jimmy G as his quarterback Derek Henry Damian Williams uh, Odell Beckham Chris Godwin Travis Kelsey as his tight end uh, Tariq Cohen as his flex the Browns, D, and Matt Prater. Um, he's got Kiki QT, Nikhil Harry, uh, Austin Eckler, James Washington, Chris Thompson, Lamar Jackson, and Gus uh, Gus Edwards. What the hell did he draft Gus Edwards for? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for me, um, I like that he took Garoppolo because he waited extremely long for a quarterback, and he must have just said, you know what? I think Garoppolo has the most upside. I'm going to get my guy. Garoppolo is my guy. And I like that. I like people that do that on their in their drafts. They pick a guy. They know they're going to get him late, and they just draft the rest of their team. Uh, Derrick Henry, I, he, he took him really early. Especially I think he took PPR. him in the second round. Yeah, yeah he took but him really early. He also, got, he also got Damian Williams in the fourth round. So Yeah, and that's just shit luck. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, that's that's the ESPN rankings. That's not happening in yeah, real drafts. When you, when you reach on Derrick Henry, you are not getting Damian Williams no. you know, two rounds later. That's just not going to happen. Uh, Odell Beckham, Chris Godwin, and Tariq Cohen. I love those three, you know, getting the two wide receivers. And then Tariq Cohen in your flex. I like that uh, a lot, especially because Cohen, I, I still think he's going to be an 80 catch back this year. I, you know, I really like, you know, the way they use him on the Bears. And if you remember last year, he was a big play waiting to happen. When he catches it in the open field, he can make a guy miss and take it to the house. So, you know, I like that in my flex. Uh, Travis Kelsey, I don't have to say anything about Travis. Uh, the Browns defense is probably, uh, I would say, a top 
three defense that has improved this year, not the top three defense total, but of all the defenses that have gotten pieces to really help them, I think the Browns could be even be the best defense, you know, from a year ago. From where they were last year to where they are this year, I think they're improved a lot. Uh, Prater is just a whatever kicker, but I love that he got QT, Harry, Eckler, uh, James Washington is a whatever, but a Chris Thompson and uh, Latavius, I mean, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, when you pick Garoppolo, you know, Lamar Jackson, you could be good. That's you, a, that's a solid, it, this is a situation where you may want to take two QBs as if you got Jimmy G or, you know, backing him up with uh, a Lamar Jackson is not a bad idea because Lamar Jackson this year, he could hit, you know? Exactly. Yep. So I really like that a lot. And, and then his last know, pick is almost irrelevant. Yeah, so. it doesn't matter, <laughs> but I like this team. I'm going to give this team a, I'm going to give this team a B plus. Yeah, I'll say B plus too. I really like his. I like his wide receivers. I, you know, I, I don't think Derrick Henry's going to be terrible. Um, I'm just not not as high on him as I am a lot of other guys. I don't think he, you know. I'm not. He's right now. He's currently, I think, going in the third round. I'm probably later fourth round on him for me. Maybe even early fifth. But you know, especially in PPR leagues. So for me, you know. The fact that he got Damian Williams almost counteracts the fact that he took Derrick Henry so early. Um, and then he has uh, Austin Eckler also. So if Austin Eckler, you know, if Melvin Gordon does miss time this season, Austin Eckler is going to be a very relevant player for him off the bench. So, yeah, I, I like this team. I would say B-plus as well. And our last team is Team Monroe. Oh, can I read this one? Yeah, go oh, ahead. God, I want to read this one. This oh. team is fucking terrible. This... This might be the worst mock drafted team I have seen in a really long time. I don't. I wouldn't go like that. It's only. It's team. only because of your. It's only because of their second running back, though. dude. Bro, this dude's got. <laughs> it's Ronald only because Jones of the, as his second running back. All I right, mean, so we got Aaron Rodgers, which I think Aaron Rodgers is being a little bit overdrafted. Overdrafted. Yes, I do. I, I think he's do being agree. a little bit overdrafted. I think of the top five guys, he's the fourth or fifth guy. And people are taking him like he's the second guy. I think he's the fifth. I I don't even have him ranked in my top five. Yeah. So, you know, I think he's being a little bit overdrafted. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, you know, I I don't know if he's going to get the touches. I just don't trust Adam Gaze. You know, I think Adam Gaze is – he's never going to give one guy 300 touches – Ever, he's just not going to do it. And we talked about that schedule to begin the season. His first eight, his first eight weeks are literally just oh. yeah. He he's it's going to be a tough. It's going to be tough for any Jets players those first eight weeks. So yeah, Levy. That's why I say like I'm not high on you know Le'Veon Bell and or some of the other running backs. Le'Veon Bell. The reason I'm not high on him is because of. Um, that schedule to begin the season. He's a guy we talked about like around six weeks, six weeks, seven. You might want to try and trade for him because a week his schedule gets a little better and his value will have dropped, and you might be able to get him for for pretty good value. But the beginning of that season, man, I'm just not drafting him in the first round. Exactly. You can trade. I, I'm pretty sure you can. You're, um, I can almost guarantee you that after like week four, if you give somebody an offer for Le'Veon Bell, you're you're you you might get him. Yeah. You know what I mean, you might get him. All right, so he got Ronald Jones as number two running back. He's got Julio Diggs, Henry Cooks, uh, the Jaguars defense, and Maher. You know, for me, Julio is great. Diggs is great. Hunter Henry is, you know, I guess the end of the the six guys. Uh, Cooks, I told you guys I like him. He's solid. Uh, But his guy's bench is fucking terrible. I'm sorry. This bench is really bad. He's got Jarek McKinnon, which just got hurt. 
I mean, they just said that he's probably going to miss some time, which to me that shoots Matt Breed up the boards. Um, you got Naeem Hines, which, you know, he could be good. I like Naeem Hines. He's got Cortland Sutton, which I just I just don't think Cortland Sutton's a, a good receiver. I said that already. I don't care if he's the number one over in the Broncos. I just And I don't think he's the number one. I think if Sanders is healthy, he's going to be the number one. Tom Brady on his bench, when you already have Aaron Rodgers, is stupid, especially when you have this shit of, shitty of a bench. He's got Marquise Brown, who is still not even practiced at all yet because of his foot injury. Jack Doyle, which you're never going to start him over Hunter Henry. And Kenny Stills, which is basically a fucking donut. He's, he's, he's a worse version of D-Jax. I just fucking hate this team. I really don't like this I, team. I, yeah, see, like, I mean, I said the other day, if Fitzpatrick is the, is the quarterback, Kenny Stills isn't a bad dart throw, um, as your, especially as your last pick. But, yeah. His his I'm I'm not high on the thing that I don't like about this team. I'm not as high on Aaron Rodgers where he drafted him. I'm not as high on Hunter Henry where he drafted him. And Ronald Jones is terrible, irrelevant, uh, terrible. <laughs> any 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 fantasy analyst I feel like is telling you to take Ronald Jones is just wrong. They just are. Just they just don't want to give up and admit that this kid is just no fucking good. That's what it is. A fantasy life football news brief. Speaking Saturday, Bucks coach Bruce Arians said 30-year-old Andre Ellington looks as healthy as he's been since his rookie year in 2013. This guy's talking about Andre Ellington <laughs> because he does not want to talk about Ronald Jones. Like, come on, guys. I mean, Ronald Jones is like if you draft him thinking that he's got upside, thinking that that upside is going to pan out. I will say he has the upside if he can put it together. But me, Steve, do not believe that he he is slow. He does not hit holes very well. The guy averaged less, like I think less than less than a yard per carry, less than a yard per carry in the preseason last year. It was. He's just not a guy that, that we expect to break out, despite what other people are saying. So, yeah, I, I would say C for this team. Um, I do like his wide receivers. I think his wide receivers are very good. Um, his bench is a little shaky. but Starting wide receivers are very yeah, good. Yeah, starting wide receivers. Um, his bench is a little shaky. Um, so, yeah, I would go C. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going like C-. minus. I just don't like this team. I just think, you know, if you're going to go with a team with upside, uh, you know, I can see. But where is the upside on this team? You know Julio Jones is great. You know Stephon Diggs is good. You know Brandon Cooks is good. Other than those three guys, Le'Veon Bell, we have no fucking idea what he's going to be with the Jets. We really don't. So, you know, I definitely think you can take him as your number one running back, and I'm cool with that. Aaron Rodgers, you know what I mean, where he took him, he took him super fucking early. Took him, what was it, fourth round? I think he took him fourth or fifth round, something like that. That's way early. early. And, you know, to have Ronald Jones as your number two running back, that's that's terrible. You're actually getting a zero. He's getting a zero every week because Ronald Jones ain't even going to see the field. Like, literally everything coming out of Bucks camp is nothing about Ronald Jones. No. Like, it's it's Peyton Barber. It's fucking uh, uh, um, Andre Ellington. Andre Ellington. You know what I mean? It's just there's nothing about Ronald Jones being good. So, I'm, I don't know. I just don't like this team. So, that is going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, and, yeah, that was all the teams. So tell us nope. what you guys think. Leave it, you know, leave some comments letting us know what you guys think about these teams. If if you agree with our rankings of these teams, and and uh, 
you know, we'll we'll put you on we'll put your comments on the podcast next time. Yeah, and don't forget to check out the website again. That's www.fourthandinchesff.com is www.the number four T H N I N C H E S F F dot com uh, for a bunch of content, articles, blogs, player profiles, and subscribe to our draft guide. So uh till next time, peace out guys. Peace.